Hi, and welcome to this audio edition of Polygamy, What Love Is This? with host Doris Hansen. On this program, we discuss polygamy and Mormon fundamentalism from a biblical Christian perspective. We talk about the history of polygamy, its modern-day fruit, share stories from people who have escaped polygamy, and talk about current events relating to polygamy. You can learn more about the video edition of this program at whatloveisthis.tv. And now, here's Doris. Welcome to Polygamy, What Love Is This? I'm Doris Hansen, your host, and we talk about the Mormon polygamy that Joseph Smith introduced into Mormon culture and doctrine. On today's show, we're going to be discussing the fruits of Joseph Smith's behavior as a polygamous prophet. But first, we'd just like to remind viewers that if you know anyone or if you yourself are in polygamy and would like to escape, uh, Shield and Refuge can help you. You can go to the website on the screen, shieldandrefuge.org, or you can call our toll-free number, 877-425-9993 for help. Everything is held in complete confidence. And if you or someone you know would be interested in being a guest on our show, if you have had experience in polygamy or about polygamy, I'd love to talk to you about it. Or if you have comments or suggestions for the show, you can email us at email at whatloveisthis.tv or call 385-240-2888. And for those who may be interested, I've been invited to speak at Main Street Church in Brigham City on Sunday, September 25th. The services start at 10, 20, or 10 a.m. And we'd just love it if you come. Come if you can. Uh, I'd love to meet with you and also meet up with old friends. Or you can watch it live on the internet. All you need to do is search Main Street Church, Brigham City, and follow the links. And now I would like to introduce, as we get on with our discussion, our guest co-host, Earl Erskine. Hi, Doris. How are you doing today? <laughs> Keep calling you our guest co-host, but you're you're always here, so you're a fixture co-host. <laughs> but it's nice to be here. Thanks. Oh, and I love having you here, too. You know, when Jesus came to our planet, it was God who came to our planet. Isaiah prophesied his coming, and Matthew referred to Isaiah's prophecy as being fulfilled in Jesus, and we quote that verse, verses from Matthew chapter 1. Yeah, verses 22 and 23, all this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet, the virgin will be with child and will give birth to a son and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. So that means God with us. So Jesus claimed to be God. The Bible says he is God. Witnesses testified that he was God. And being God, Jesus was omniscient, meaning he knows everything. There is nothing he doesn't know, and he has always known everything. And as God, Jesus loves us. He gave many warnings designed to protect us from those who would lie and deceive us about eternity. One of the most protective warnings in the Bible is where Jesus very clearly and passionately tells us to watch out for false prophets. We read this in Matthew chapter 7. Yes, part of the Sermon on the Mount. Watch out for false prophets. They come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ferocious wolves. By their fruit you will recognize them. Do people pick grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? Likewise, every good tree bears good fruit, but a bad tree bears bad fruit. A good tree cannot bear bad fruit, and a bad tree cannot bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Thus, by their fruit you will recognize them. By their fruit you will recognize them. Now, the context of this is false prophets. 
Now we know false prophets have come and that more will come and that many more will come in the future and they are some are here now. And false prophets cannot deceive us if we know who Jesus is and if we know what the Bible teaches. We can test what they say and we can watch the results of their beliefs by their actions and by the behavior of those who follow them. Polygamy is a great example of bad fruit from the teachings of a false prophet. The bad fruit began with Joseph Smith's first dalliance with Fanny Alger in the haystack in the barn, and it continues even up until this day as we watch what's going on in the polygamy groups of the Kingston clan and the FLDS. But what about other polygamy organizations, others who have patterned their practices after Joseph Smith? What does their fruit look like? Of course, we know that the apple doesn't usually fall very far from the tree. So we are going to bring some to our attention tonight. First of all, let's begin with Arvind Shreve. Mm. In 1984, Arvind Shreve, an excommunicated member of the Mormon Church, founded a new religion and secret society known as the Zion mm. Society. There were about 100 members in his secret society. Of course, in the tradition of all Mormon-based religions, there must always be a prophet to head the membership. Shreve proclaimed himself to be that prophet. Ogden, Utah was their headquarters. In this new society of Arvin Shreve, there was so much sexual deviancy, secrecy had to be observed. Teachings included group and lesbian sex instructions for the women and the children. And from the website on the screen, ldsmovement.pbworks.com, we quote some of what Shreve taught. Shreve taught that women should be involved sexually with each other and with Shreve, who was considered by them to be their eternal companion. Shreve further taught that the children living in the group were to be sexually involved as well. You see how this morphs, wow. how things change with the same basic doctrine. As their prophet Arvind Shreve explained that he received daily revelation concerning the physical, spiritual, and sexual needs of the members. Now the revelation might have come, but it wasn't from God, that's for sure. Their children were homeschooled, they practiced home food storage, and occupied 10 separate homes in the same neighborhood. Eventually, their behavior became not so secret yeah. anymore, and 10 adults were charged, convicted, and sentenced for felony crimes regarding the sexual abuse of children. Prosecutors said that at least 10 of the children were molested by Shreve and his followers. After sentencing was completed, information came out that some of Shreve's plural wives joined the Harmston polygamy group in Manti, Utah, and these women soon became plural wives in his group, and some of them continued to to groom young girls, teaching them how to become plural wives and how to sexually satisfy the desires of their husband. Amber Dawn Lee was one of the women who had been involved with the Zion Secret Society of Arvind Shreve. In 2008, she was interviewed by Good Morning America, and she sh shared some of her story, which we want to uh, share with our viewers, mostly to help you understand that when a man claims to be a prophet, speaking for God and telling people what God says they are supposed to do, it's time to run. Because if you know 
know your Bible, what it says, and why it says what it says, you would understand that there are no living prophets of God today to speak to the people on behalf of God except the living prophet Jesus Christ. He is God's only living prophet for all people today. In fact, Jesus Christ himself said that John the Baptist was the last of the prophets. Knowing this truth will protect us from lying and deception by those who think God tells them what we should do. We want to quote from some of what Amber Don Lee said Arvin Shreve taught. She said, The children were all taught that if we were ever to talk about what happened sexually inside the group, that we would go straight to hell. There's another combination polygamy of, and hell together. Yes, in fact, true. the common Mormon polygamy groups, uh, they have that in common. Some of the phrases, uh, keep the secrets, that's in all the groups. Polygamy or hell, that's in all the groups. And polygamy and heaven. That's also taught by all the groups. All too frequently, the warning of polygamy or damnation is threatened, and of course, that began with Joseph Smith. Now, Lee said that she always had a feeling that something wasn't quite right, that, that things didn't seem to be normal, but she had been brought into the group as an adopted child when her parents joined. Again, who says children aren't involved in yeah, this polygamy? For sure. She said that Shreve gave them the job of sewing lingerie, which they sold to local strippers. But first, they had to model the lingerie they sewed. She said that Shreve hired strippers to train his wives to model the lingerie fashion shows. And this is what we quote. And people were following this prophet. People were following <laughs> this prophet. Yeah. <laughs> The children suffered repeated physical and sexual abuse. A 15-year-old girl would be instructed to teach the 9-year-old girl how to sexually satisfy a man or woman. Arvin sort of came out of nowhere. There are a lot of independent polygamists, according to senior reporter Mike Watkiss at KTVK in Phoenix. That's what they call themselves, and they're just guys who basically put their hands up and say, I'm a prophet. And people believe them. And follow them. They yeah. don't, they don't f use the Bible for what it was given, and that is to teach us and warn us about what's going to happen. Now, Shreve died in prison in August of 2009. He was 79 years old. And Lee said that she had been taught that if she didn't follow and obey Shreve, she wouldn't get to heaven. Hmm. What happened to Jesus? Yeah. And that's why God has limited our expectations of a living prophet to the one and to the only and to the holy one, Jesus Christ. As someone said, the poor people were looking for God, but instead they found this monster. Another fruit of the early Mormon polygamous movement is Ross LeBaron's family belief and practice of incest. In January of 2008, news reports were published about Ross LeBaron Jr., who had supposedly kidnapped his niece, Lori, and kept her in Latin America as his slave until she was 16 when she finally escaped. Years later, Lori began to suspect that her polygamist uncle, Ross, was having children with his granddaughters. Lori said she talked to relatives about it, but no one would listen to her. Mm. 
Finally, she and three family members went to the law enforcement with their concerns and the Arizona's District of Attorney's Office decided to look into the allegations. That caused more family members to become involved. Well, sometime later, members of the family released a document to the public and we want to quote part of that document. Dear family members, <clears throat> we now know for a fact that members of our immediate family are involved in incest. We have been sus suspicious for years, but believed that incest was unlikely. However, new and disturbing evidence obligated us to find a definitive answer. Therefore, we conducted DNA testing. And they did the DNA test, and it proved without a doubt that their sister's son was wow. a result of incest. Mm. And because other children were also born under the same suspicious circumstances, they were convinced that they also were products of incest. This is what they said. Substantial evidence indicates, and we're personally convinced, that our dad, Ross LeBaron Jr., two of our brothers, and three of our sisters have engaged in incestuous relations. We recently confronted these members of our family, and although they never made any direct admissions of incestuous behavior, they did, in fact, adamantly defend the practice. Also, through a number of statements made to us, they confirmed our suspicions that our dad and oldest sister have been engaging in an incestuous relationship for many years. Now, this is an offshoot from the LeBaron Polygamy Group, and we can see how the, the, the doctrine yeah. just gets spirals downward and gets worse and worse. They tried but failed again to persuade their relatives to end their dis destructive beliefs of incest. Their only option was to make the situation public and expose their conduct, hoping that in doing so, they would be able to protect their youngest brother and sister so that they could have an opportunity for a better and a safer life. They finished their statement with this remark. We hope and pray that our dad, brothers, and sisters might come to understand that their deluded and pernicious philosophy and belief system is simply unnatural, genetically destructive, destructive and immoral, and that they will put an end to the damage being done to their posterity with love, sincerity, uh, love sincerely, and I'm not sure I know the names well enough here, Alaric LeBaron, David LeBaron, and Eland LeBaron. And that were th those three of the LeBaron yeah. sons that knew what their father was doing, yeah. and they were protesting. They were trying to get it, put a stop to it. Now, these three sons of Ross LeBaron have broken away from the polygamous belief and the lifestyle of their family and have bravely fought for the truth. More information on the LeBaron's incest story can be found on the link on the screen, the digitaljournal.com article. Now, Alaric LeBaron said that his father was a religious fanatic who believes that incest is going to bring back the line of Jesus Christ. Where do they get these things? Now, it's odd that these incestuous polygamists claim God is in it, yet they don't read how God has condemned it. Leviticus chapter, eight, uh, chapter 18 is a good place to start. Ross LeBaron Jr. denied he had children with his daughters, but off camera, he said that if he did impregnate his daughter, it was because his wife performed artificial insemination on her. Hmm. Now, the sons who signed the document do not believe that, and incest is against Utah law. It is a third-degree felony. Yeah, here's actually what it says. Utah law states on page 6, 
that it is a third degree felony to have sexual intercourse with someone who is an ancestor, a descendant, brother, sister, uncle, aunt, nephew, or niece. I found this one interesting. Marriages between first cousins are prohibited unless the couple is 55 and sterile or over age of 65. Yeah, that way they can't have kids and have, have the birth defects that, that take place. Yeah. Now, of course, the Kingston polygamy group has been involved in generational incest for decades. Horrible birth defects have been the result. They believe that the Kingston bloodline comes directly from Jesus Christ. So again, they've got these aberrant beliefs that, yeah. that they point back to Jesus. More information on the Kingston incest can be found on the link on the screen, uh, kingstonclan.com. There's a mountain of information on that website, uh, which you can find out a lot about them, but you better not do it on a full stomach. <laughs> but this, that's where we got the following quote. Imagine growing up a young girl <clears throat> with seemingly powerful male authority figures, including your own father, brainwashing you into believing that you must do certain things so you won't go to hell. Imagine those things include the most despicable sexual acts that exist and, and having to allow your uncles, brothers, and even fathers sexually molest and rape you continually. Now multiply the fact that your mother and whole family agrees with all of it and tells you that if you do otherwise, you are dead to them. These are the exact circumstances that Rachel Robinson, who created a suicide pact with her sisters and later hung herself at only 13 years old because she saw no other way out and what thousands of other young women experience on a daily basis within the Kingston clan, also known as the Order. This form of slavery and abuse is being done by the largest and most powerful polygamous group in the country known as the Kingstons. Wow. Yeah. The members of these polygamy groups are the victims. Just being born to polygamous parents places them in the group and in group organized brainwashing and mind control and life control. The leaders know that they are victimizing and intimidating and coercing, exploiting and brainwashing the young and defenseless females. These people were only looking for God, but instead they found these incestuous monsters. Jesus said, by their fruits ye shall know them. And this is a sampling of the fruits of the doctrine and the practice of Joseph Smith's polygamy. But let's not neglect the Allred polygamy group. Owen Allred, who was the leader of the Allred polygamy group known as the AUB, taught his followers to obey all the laws of the land except polygamy. <laughs> Where course. in the Bible does it say except? Yeah. Allred polygamy condemned other polygamy groups uh, that had been charged with abuse and other criminal behavior. Uh, Owen Allred even told the Attorney General's office that he would help them root out child abuse and violence from the competing polygamous communities. Wisely, they declined <laughs> his help. Allred died in 2005 and Lemoyne Jensen became their succeeding prophet or mouth of God for the people in the AUB. Now, the Allred polygamy group has many communities of faithful polygamous members, and one of them is in Pinesdale, Montana, where there have been a lot of accusations of abuses of power as well as sexual abuse. After Lemoyne Jensen died in 2014, Lynn Thompson took Jensen's position as God's mouthpiece to the faithful Allred polygamous. 
However, Rosemary Williams, Thompson's daughter, accused her father of molesting her when she was a 12-year-old child. Thompson, of course, denied it. Rosemary Williams is the third polygamous wife of Brady Williams, and they were involved in a television reality show called oh. My Five Wives. Okay. The AUB said that they would investigate the charges against their leader, but there has been no formal charges made against him and no known internal investigation has taken place as promised. There is also the theft of three and a half million dollars that the AUB stole from Virginia Hill, which they were court ordered to pay back plus interest. The theft involved leader Owen Allred, Lemoyne Jensen, and others of their leadership team. <laughs> More fruits from the Mormon polygamy tree. Yeah. Another deviant break-off from Mormon polygamy is the small group called the Church of the Firstborn and the General Assembly of Heaven. It was organized in Magna, Utah by former member of the LDS Church. They taught the practice of polygamy. Now, Terrell R. Dalton was the leader, and he claimed that he was the Holy Ghost and the Father of Jesus. But in 2005, Dalton, acting as the Holy Ghost, promised a 15-year-old girl great blessings if she would have sex with him. I think Joseph Smith did that, didn't he? I think so. Promised. Promises. <laughs> he also told the girl that it was God's will that she have sex with his assistant, Jetty Jody Harmon. Uh, Dalton was supposed to be the Holy Ghost, but Jody claimed to be God in the flesh. That's blasphemous, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it sure is. We quote from what he said. He was the president of the Church of the Firstborn of the General Assembly of Heaven, a sect with fewer than a hundred members that later moved to Idaho before settling in Montana. Church, church members called him God in the flesh, and prosecutors said Dalton served the victim up on a platter to Harmon, his lieutenant. This is what we find in polygamy groups. Yeah. Dalton was convicted of two first-degree felony counts of rape. The group may have declined in members after they relocated from Idaho to Montana uh, and after the rape conviction of Dalton. We want to quote from another interview with him. In an inter interview with the Montana newspaper, Dalton, a former Mormon, said that Jesus Christ visited him several times after a two-day fast, telling him that he, Dalton, was the Holy Ghost and Jesus' Father. You know, I, I really kind of shake my head over that. Of course, we know it's rhetoric. We yeah. know they're just talking. But if he was the Holy Ghost and the Father of Jesus, why would someone have to come and tell him and informing of his own identity? You'd think he would know that. You'd think he would know. Jesus came. He was God. He knew he, he knew was it. God. He told people he was God. They didn't believe him. Or, well, of course, some, some of them did. But, yeah. but Jesus told us in the Matthew 7 uh, passage that you uh, quoted, by their fruits. Yeah the false prophets fruits we shall know them polygamy is without question joseph smith's legacy and every day we see the modern day fruit of the doctrine of polygamy and i was going through the scriptures the other day and i found a verse that i included in as as we close this particular script because it seemed to fit so perfectly with what we're talking about in this particular show and so we say to joseph smith and to his polygamy what god told the ancient disobedient israelites through the prophet hosea 
in chapter 10, verse 13, but you have planted wickedness and you have reaped evil. You have eaten the fruit of deception. It's a good scripture. It, it is a good scripture and it's so sad. And that's why we do the show because it is so sad that the members that are taken in uh, by these polygamy groups and by the leaders uh, have eaten the fruit of deception. Yeah. They've been deceived. If you're in a polygamy group and you think that you're doing this because you've been told that God wants you to, you've been deceived. It isn't true. Hosea said, you will reap evil because you believe the deception that these false prophets have told you. Starting with Joseph Smith and Brigham Young and the leader of your group, whether it's the Kingston group or the FLDS or the All Red group, they are lying to you about what God requires. All God wants from you is for you to follow Jesus. Read the word uh, the, that's in the Bible and understand why it says what it says. And it's a treasure mine <laughs> of information. It's wonderful. Joseph Smith's deception of his proclamation of polygamy for exaltation is a lie and produces all the faults, all the bad fruit that we have been talking about. And it just seems to have been done to cover uh, sexual preferences that he had or dalliances that he wanted to be involved in. And, That's right. And so just made it up, didn't tell his wife, didn't tell the church leaders. I mean, it yeah. was never made yeah. public. And he made his, he, 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 and I think it was Sean McCraney who first brought this to my attention, and, and I love it. He made his, he turned his sin into doctrine. Yeah, I, that's true. And that's what he did with polygamy. He he wanted to um, have, you know, the, he liked the ladies. And so he turned it into a doctrine. And people are unwilling or un, uh, ignorant, really, of what the Bible says. They don't use the cautions. And we're very gullible people. We generally mm -hmm. will follow gullible. people if we're not very, mm -hmm. if we're not well-founded and, and aren't trusting. And Jesus knew that and warned us of false prophets. That's right. Exactly. Yeah. And he, he warned us of that because he loves us. Yeah. He wants us to beware of those things. And one other thing, too, maybe to mention at this point, which we've said before, but I think we need to say it again at this point, is just because the Bible records what people did doesn't mean that God is saying to do it. The Bible records polygamy. Uh, it records uh, all kinds of sins. But never does God ever, ever command polygamy in the Bible. And Joseph Smith's kind of polygamy, yeah, polygamists were in the Bible, but never will you ever see an example of Mormon polygamy or Joseph Smith-style polygamy. Yeah, like you said, even the Book of Mormon denounces it. So Yeah, even yeah. the Book of Mormon yeah. condemns it. Thank you again, Earl. Appreciate My pleasure. Thank doing you. the show. You know, someone said to be a prophet, a person must be better than just generally reliable. The Bible says that to be a prophet, all prophecies must come to pass exactly as they are given and in the exact time frame. God said that to be a true prophet will never teach people about other gods. Joseph Smith has proven by his actions, by his teachings, and by his fruits that he was not a prophet sent by God. The prophets of today's Mormon polygamy groups are not sent by God either. We know that because their lives and their teachings have produced the bad fruit that Jesus warned us about. We don't need polygamy, and they need to stop claiming God requires it for eternal life. All we need is Jesus. Modern-day prophets are not needed, and no one needs polygamy to get to heaven. Thanks for watching our show.
This has been the audio podcast edition of Polygamy, What Love Is This? This program is a production of A Shield and Refuge Ministry and Main Street Church of Brigham City. You can view current and past video episodes as well as download audio episodes of this program at whatloveisthis.tv. If you or someone you know is in need of assistance in leaving a polygamous situation, please contact us. We are here to help. All of our contact information can be found at shieldandrefuge.org or call us at 877-425-9993. If you have any questions or comments about this or any of our other programs, we'd love to hear from you. Write us at email at whatloveisthis.tv. Thanks for listening, and we hope you'll join us again.